I'm Tucker, and this is Sceneplay. On this episode, we're starting a new arc. That arc is called A Safe and a Spring. It's in the system Follow, which was written by Ben Robbins. He also wrote Microscope and Kingdom. You should check out all of the stuff that he's done because it is, frankly, phenomenal. And in this game, there is a little bit of violence. And beyond that, it's a pretty, it's a wild romp. And... I'm excited to get you guys into it. I won't spoil what the game is about because we have to come to that ourselves over the course of the episode. And yeah, that's it. So I'll see you on the other side. Hey, I'm Tucker and this is Scene Play. And I have a couple friends with me who might introduce themselves and something they've become excited about recently. Um, I recently found the band called Brave Giants or Brave Giants, one of the two, and they have a lot of fun, like, folky rock music. I'm Kayla. Um, I use her pronouns. I um, am Jewish and love religion. Um, and I recently was sitting in a service um, at a synagogue and they skipped over my favorite prayer, the Hoshki Benu, and I have been upset about it ever since. Um, and it has also been stuck in my head ever since. So I emailed my rabbi and said, excuse me, may we please sing Hoshki Benu at services on Friday? And he wrote back and said, yes, which tune? So that's something that I've been excited about. Oh boy. Uh, I'm Malia. I use she, her pronouns. Something I am excited about is that I am now 18 years old, which means when I go home for Thanksgiving, I can finally buy the betta fish that I've always been trying to buy, but have not been allowed to buy since you are not allowed to purchase a fish if you're under 18 <laughs> in Pennsylvania, and my parents will not get me one. <laughs> but now I can have one. Now you can get your own. Now I can have my own fish. Beautiful. Uh, so we're playing a game called Follow, which is by Ben Robbins. And Malia, do you want to read the start page to this game? Sure. Okay. Follow is a game about working together to achieve a common goal. Slay the dragon, cure a disease, overthrow a tyrant, get your candidate elected. We'll pick a quest together to decide what kind of game we want to play. Can we stay united and succeed, or will our differences tear us apart? We'll play and find out. Follow isn't about us coming up with the best plan or a clever solution. It's about seeing what these characters do, for better or worse. We may even intentionally make bad choices because they seem like decisions our characters would make. But even if we do everything perfectly, our quest may fail. As players, we can push for the outcome we want to see, but we cannot guarantee it. Our story may surprise us, and that is part of the fun. All right. So... We have picked our quest. Our quest is the heist. And, uh, Kayla, do you want to read the top bit of the heist? The heist. Get the loot and don't get caught. <laughs> We're criminals or would-be criminals, thieves, robbers, hackers, or con artists. The actual robbery could happen in the middle, but the quest isn't complete until we get away clean. What's the score? What are we stealing? Are we experienced criminals or newbies lured by an opportunity? Are we an old or new crew? Should I read examples? Um, no, we can get we can get on that. Um, so, what we need to do now is decide, uh, answer these questions. And so, the first question: What's the score? What are we stealing? 
And Guess what's the score mean? Uh, like, like the score is like the, the score. The thing you what get. What we gonna take? Okay, the prize. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. And so, this is super wide open. So it, it gives like it gives a lot of different options, and they're all super valid. But the best way to drill down to a really specific case that we can build everything else around. What are we stealing? What is the thing that I clipped? Yeah, I clipped. If I could steal anything, I'd go straight for the crown jewels. That's the most exciting. Really? Yeah. Wait, why? Because that's kind of iconic. I know, but I feel like it's so, like... Or cliched, depending on who you talk to. I don't know. I don't know that many valuable antiques. <laughs> why does it have to be valuable, what yeah. you're stealing? It can also... It doesn't need to be... Oh, so you, you, you could be stealing somebody's heart. You could be stealing <laughs> the steal. data from the dr- from somebody's drive. Mm. Um, I would yeah. s- <laughs> I would kidnap. <laughs> 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 I would kidnap Kristen Stewart. <laughs> I or Leonardo DiCaprio. That's no, but only when he's young. <laughs> well, that's we're too late. We can't do that. <laughs> we're too late. Wait, why are know. we too late? We totally could steal young Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, we could steal young Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. We and have that ability. Him in time. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> Keep him forever. <laughs> I would. That's I valid. Would too. Do we want to do seen that? That man's face. I know. Beautiful. Wait. <laughs> do do we want to steal young Leo? Steal. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but I have a question. If we steal young Leonardo DiCaprio. Does he have to love us back? Does he have to? Well, we stole I thought we him. were freezing him. Well, we are, but then like we're freezing no, him in time. Ro- it's for romantic it's for romance. Reason. It has to be. <laughs> for the romance. I don't just want to like his body. I want <laughs> I want to like ma- be married to him. So we could so what we could do is we could have it that we have a character we we have so it sounds like Malia wants to be the suitor in this in this scenario. Wait, how is this fair? Polygamy's an option. Oh, do you, do you, okay, so polygamy's we, an option. We, okay, so we can go with polygamy as an option. Can we clone Leonardo DiCaprio? We steal Leonardo DiCaprio's hair, so we can clone him. Okay, <laughs> that's wild, and I'm for it. I'm very for it. <laughs> okay, so that means that. So what time period are we talking about? This is like... When was Romeo and Juliet the remake made? I don't know about when it is. Is this the... Uh, That's prime Leonardo DiCaprio time. Was he in the one that was very Shakespearean or was he in the one no, with the... with lo- guns the, and Claire the, Dane. Yeah, the one where like they have longsword written across the gun. Yeah. Because the text says longsword. That's so funny. It's phenomenal. <laughs> really good okay everybody should watch it 1996 we're in 1996 oh that was when i was born really yeah i was not yet alive Mm -hmm. yeah i was super not alive okay so 1996 going onto the set of romeo and juliet to steal leo's hair there are other places we could probably get his hair. Wait, we could probably I would go to rather his get his hair from other places. Where would you rather get wait. his hair from? Yeah, where else would you rather get his hair yeah. than the set of Romeo, of Romeo and, Juliet. and Juliet? Okay, fine. Break into his it. fucking trailer. Does he have a trailer? Were there trailers in the 90s? Yeah. 
No, it was just every movie star got their own horse, and when they wanted to go and like decompress, they would all just sit on their own horse, far away from each other. The horse is sitting in the. Can we yeah. live in a dystopian 1996 where that was just dystopian? <laughs> I'm right. just gonna really quick get some inspiration. Yeah, images are great. There we oh go. My god, oh my god, he's beautiful. <laughs> just look at him. He's actually just so hot. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? I don't know. Leo, still, if you're listening. <laughs> he's still pretty great. He's still pretty hot. True. Yeah, big fan. Okay. So, stealing Leo's hair. So we know that. We need to come up with a title for this movie that we're making, or maybe it's a very short. Uh, it could be a short film. Yeah, I feel. Like, I feel like this is a short film that we're making. So just in, just think in terms of we can think in terms of camera shots and the music that's playing in the background. But it's a really well produced, very high budget short film. About ex- stealing his hair. About stealing Leo Denard. Leonardo DiCaprio's hair. What would it be called? What would be the title of this? <laughs> what do you got, Malia? That sounds like you got something and it's terrible and I want to hear it. <laughs> I was just... No, I can't even say it. Fucking... No. No. Write it down. <laughs> I was just thinking about Leo and the phrase Steelio popped into my Stealio hair. Just hair no, no, veto. The tortoise takes the hair, and one of us is a tortoise. <laughs> one. one of us has to be the a tortoise. That's our, that's Not our, a tortoise. That's our crime the name. Tortoise. Criminal syndicate. The ruler is named the tortoise. Because he'll kill you real fucking slow. Okay. <laughs> Synonym for theft. <laughs> <laughs> I love the source. Don't go. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense because we're stealing. But just Leonardo de embezzlement is so <laughs> funny to me. What is that an actual thing? Or no, I was just looking at these words, and mm-hmm. the first one is embezzlement. <laughs> we can also. We also should. We did decide Romeo and Juliet, right? So mm-hmm. that can also be involved. What's the place that Romeo and Juliet's in? Is Verona? Verona. Two houses both alike in dignity and yeah, fair Verona. Fair Verona, do we ever like seen? Yeah. All right, we can come back to this. Cause no, no, we need a name, but also maybe it'll be easier to name it once it's happened. Okay, sorry. Hello. Yeah, again. put your mouth, mouth right up in, in there. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> you love it. Hair, cloning, Romeo and Juliet, Leonardo DiCaprio. We got a lot of elements. We, we should be able to get something. <laughs> um, Clonio. <laughs> no. Okay. I still think we one of us should be the tortoise. <laughs> I will be the tortoise. <laughs> I will be the old and wizened tortoise. I got a shell. <laughs> you know what? I'm a lad. What makes our pile? Okay, do, do you want a bigger paper to write on? Oh no, I'm having fun with okay. my little index cards. Sounds that good. Thank you, though. Yeah, this is Hebrew. Yep. 
I've got to live up to my full G potential, you know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you got to do it. All right, we'll, we'll just start with the working title of Leo's hair. <laughs> and then we have to come up with two things that make our quest difficult. Um, they have options here. I kind of like we're inexperienced and don't know what we're doing. Well, we're just doing it for love. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What makes our quest difficult? Claire Dane is going to be pissed. Wait, can, can we specify that too? We're also all super in love with Leonardo we're DiCaprio. All I mean, wait, and, it, and it would be real bad if we actually saw him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because we, we have to get his hair. We'd have to, yeah, but we really just need to get his hair, but it's going to be hard to keep us on task. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Wow. So we're in love with Leo. It's going to be one of them. We are yeah. all in we're love all with Leo. We're all so internal rifts, potentially. Mm. What if we all have enough? mine. <laughs> that's what she Well, think. that's why we're cloning him. <laughs> so there's one for each of us. How much hair does it take to make a clone? Just one strand. What if you run out? He's mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what makes uh, our quest difficult? Leo is secretly bald. <laughs> all right, do we have a second one? The first one is we're all in love with Leo. Mm-hmm. Okay, the second one. Well, he's famous, so wouldn't he be super well guarded, or is that just like a given? Nah, I don't think. I think he's that's well given. I think we need something like yeah. Um. Because I like the idea that it's like it's actually comically easy, but we have we're just, we just have all these like problems like we can't actually see Leonardo DiCaprio or we'll, or we'll all go crazy well yeah we're really good at daydreaming he's taken out Not restraining so- orders on all of us before <laughs> 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 we've all been Sweet. banned from set uh like he knows us he knows who we are we used to all babysit for him <laughs> at the same time <laughs> No, it's times, but then we were all fired. Wait, he's young. He doesn't have kids yet. <laughs> I know, but we were the same age as him. But then we, we babysat him. <laughs> <laughs> all three of us. Nah, nah. <laughs> Backing out. <No. laughs> we. I kind of like the restraining orders. We, um, our weapon of choice is pita bread and hummus you seem to be really leaning into a specific aspect of your personality <laughs> right now kayla <laughs> no i like pita bread and hummus but not that much but i feel like that would be a detriment because then we would have no weapons it would just well, be we probably don't need hummus. weapons yeah we can't cut his hair i don't think we're killing people we're, we're, we're gonna not killing g- people okay wait from where are we stealing it though <laughs> from his head <laughs> I was thinking like a brush. (laughs) Leo doesn't brush his hair. It must come from his. Yeah, Leo doesn't brush his his hair. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) We try to get his fucking hairbrush, but we just find out he's disgusting. That's that's where we're gonna start the film. That's gonna be the the beginning of the first scene when we realize that Leo doesn't brush his hair. Mm -hmm. Perfect. He doesn't have to. It's perfect. All right. Now we're going to make our fellowship. So we're each going to have two characters, a main character and a minor character. Both are part of the fellowship, but our story is about the main characters. So we're going to have each have two index cards or three index cards, actually. I need more. Mm-hmm. Do you have pen? 
Yes. Here's pen. Thank you. I'll get myself another pen. All right. So first, who are you? So we have a list of things. And while I'm getting a pen, each of you choose one of the character things from here. And okay. do that. Malia, how is Rebecca the man on the inside? Or I guess the woman on the inside? I was thinking that she's working on the movie. Mm. Okay. Like, some, in some capacity. Like getting coffee or some shit. She's an intern. Bitch, yeah. <laughs> okay, and then I pick what I need from you. Yeah. Okay. What's who is Grace? Tell us about Grace a little bit. Who is bit. Grace? Um, Grace is now loved one slash family of 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 Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> of oh, <course>. God. <laughs> Wait, come on, guys. Um. <laughs> um do I tell you what her want is? Yeah, sure. She wants um, revenge on Leonardo DiCaprio for oh, dismissing no. their family values and ignoring their cousins once the fame got to his head um, because she is his cousin and they were pals <laughs> when they, in DiCaprio. their youth. <laughs> they were pals in their youth. And then Leonardo DiCaprio suddenly became famous and totally forgot that Grace existed. And honestly... She was really pissed off about it and just wants to clone him so that she can have her fun cousin back. Um, oh, no. oh <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> what she needs from Brett, I have not gotten to yet, but um, I think she needs Brett to do as Brett is told because Grace believes that Brett will hinder her plans to um, get her cousin back. All right. Um, Brett is the head of the Leonardo DiCaprio Fan Association of America. And his want is not only to get a clone of Leo, but to flood the world in clones of Leonardo DiCaprio against the... Uh, and the other party the other people in this fellowship are unaware of this certainly and what brett needs from rebecca 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 uh, i think brett needs rebecca to be out of the way because rebecca is the only other person on this operation who knows exactly how the cloning mechanism works and how to code the computer to clone people mm -hmm. and so brett wants it to run on loop indefinitely and Rebecca would may see some problems with that and would be the only one who would realize what was going on before it was too late well Rebecca doesn't want that because Rebecca wants a clone of Leo partially because she thinks he's a snack but partially because um, Rebecca wants to be famous herself one day and she thinks that appearing in public with Leonardo DiCaprio will be the stepping stone to her achieving her own fame which is why she's working on this movie in the first place even as a lowly production assistant um, what she needs from Grace something along the lines of she needs grace to teach her how to woo leo won't be enough to just have a clone i need grace to tell me every single thing about him so he'll never leave my side <laughs> i guess <laughs> nice 
Nice, nice, nice. Let's, so minor characters. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about Henry. Um, Henry is a cop who's been working the Romeo and Juliet uh, set for most of the time. He, he really doesn't have all that much to do, but he is secretly been taken into this cabal of Leonardo DiCaprio hair stealers because he is also in love with Leonardo DiCaprio. Also, he was kind of bored and it seemed like a really exciting science fiction thing to him. So he's, he likes Leonardo DiCaprio's think, thinks there could be more Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio's, but he's not crazily invested, but he wants, he does want to see this thing happen because it's, it's fun. It's cool. It's a new thing. Are we paying him? No. You just you just said, hey, we're doing this thing. And he's like, I'm a cop. I don't see any issues with this. Perfect. So I just tell you about Lucy? Yeah, just, just, just okay. enough so you know what's going on. Lucy, um, despite not being paid, Lucy is in this for money because Lucy's plan, what Lucy wants is to eventually um, sell the clones to the highest bidder and turn a profit. <laughs> Because oh, you see. know that there are some people who would pay big bucks for their own Leo. Um, Tibby is older and wiser. Um, she um, wants to prove that she is the best in the world. She was Leo's high school theater teacher. Oh my God. Um, and <laughs> now she's just not as good as him, um, but wants to clone him so that she can show off to all of her friends and family that this was the thing that she created and he is still so loyal to her that clearly she is the best wow thank you that's wonderful she's older than the rest of the gang you're not wrong she's older and wiser Mm -hmm. all right we have our layout and now i can switch to my paper fancy so fancy kayla do you now want to read the play section sure because we're going to get into it yeah we are lordy lordy are we going to get into it play to complete the quest our fellowship will face three challenges we won't know what challenges will confront us at the start we'll only know as they arise each challenge is something we need to do to get closer to our goal when a player picks a challenge, they establish that it is the next important step we need to take in our quest. If we succeed, we get closer to victory. If we fail or ignore or refuse the challenge, it doesn't mean the quest immediately fails, but it makes it harder for us to succeed in the end. The third challenge is different. It decides the outcome of the entire quest. When you pick the third challenge, you're saying that after everything that has happened, this final task is what we must do to succeed in our quest. It will make or break us. During each round, we'll play scenes to see what the Fellowship does to overcome the challenge. Use your scenes to lay groundwork and put our plans in motion. Explore your characters and why they're here. But we won't find out if we succeed at the challenge until all the scenes have been played. We may think things are going well or poorly, but we won't learn the outcome until we get to the climax. When we get to the end of the third challenge and decide the quest, the entire quest, our success or failure in the first two challenges will directly influence our chances of victory. Seems about right. Um, and just so I know, and just so we know for pacing, what time do you all have to leave? I can be here indefinitely. I would like to leave by 10.30 because I would like to sleep tonight and my bedtime is 11.15. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. 
That should be about right. Cool. Okay. 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 I'll read about the first challenge. One, start a challenge. Choose a player to pick the next challenge. It must be someone who has not picked one already. That person selects a challenge from the quest sheet. This challenge is now the next step the fellowship must take to get closer to victory. If this is the third challenge, you're establishing the final task we must complete to finish the quest. If we fail the third challenge, the quest fails. You must, you must pick a challenge from the quest sheet. You can't make one up. But you can pick any challenge that you think is appropriate, even one that has already been used. When in doubt, just ask yourself, what would we need to do next? Copy your first challenge from the quest sheet to the top of a third to the top third of an index card. I cannot speak, along with the player's name. Each additional challenge will fill another third of this card, creating a record of your quest. I can start choosing a challenge. Hmm. <laughs> All right, we're we're gonna start out a little hot, and we're gonna find out who's ratting on us. Doesn't necessarily need to be somebody. Wait, someone is ratting on yeah, us. Yeah, doesn't necessarily need to be somebody Ratt in the fellowship, fucker. but we need to establish a way that somebody has been ratting. Can we go over our um, obstacles again? Yeah, uh, the things that make this hard are one, we're all in love with Leo. Okay. Yep. And two, Leo doesn't brush his hair. <laughs> <laughs> I hope someday. Everything in this town is destroyed, and this is the only relic left. <laughs> and they have to figure out what happened here. <laughs> Find the rat. All right. So, in order to find the rat, uh, Malia, do you want to read this bit? Sure. Next do. page. Wait. Which? Just read yeah. everything. Yeah. Okay. I'll likely cut some of it. The player who picked the challenge describes the problem that confronts the fellowship and fleshes out the situation. Tell us what makes it difficult and why we need to, to do it. But do not say anything about how the fellowship will solve the problem. Leave that for scenes. The player who picked the challenge chooses which mage character they think would be the first to decide how to deal with this problem. You cannot pick your own character. Their player will make the first scene. As a group, decide how long we envision this challenge taking. Minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, or years. Scenes should follow that pacing. Alright, so this is me because I decided on the challenge. Uh, Grace or Rebecca? I think, Gra I think Grace probably mm -hmm. would be the first to hear of this somehow. She's at the center, probably sends a lot of text messages to Leo and gets a lot of them not returned and is sad about it. but she is on set with him for now maybe she's visiting and so with that said we need to decide how long this challenge is going to take so how long is it going to find this rat is it going to be like minutes seconds years months to find the to rat. find the rat to figure out what the rat is like we know that somebody has like warned security that we're coming okay seconds seconds i like that no i, li I like that a lot so i think you get to set the first scene 
And wait, does that mean we have to do this in seconds, or does that no. mean that we figure it out in seconds? In second, well, well, seconds is also like if you say minutes, that implies like fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. If you say seconds, that's like a minute and a half, okay. or like two and a half minutes, or something. Like the length of a song, sort of idea. Okay, and we can still like we can have cuts to different places and have thing and have things happening there all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So. We're not, there, there will not be a timer on how long we are doing this. Okay. So, Kelly, you want to read about scenes quick? Yes. Scenes. Scenes are the meat of the game, and your scene is your spotlight time. It's your chance to explore your relationship to other characters in the fellowship, what you think about the quest, and what you are doing to deal with the challenge. But no matter what happens, we won't know if we succeed or fail at the challenge until after everyone has made a scene. Lay the groundwork and take action, but don't jump to the conclusion. Make your scene. Each player picks... Should I read this? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Each player pick um, makes one scene for the challenge. The player chosen by the person who picked the challenge makes the first scene, followed by the player on their left, and then around the table clockwise. Your scene should be about your main character. Other characters may be present as well, but this is your time. Do not include your own minor character. Say who is there, where it's happening, and what is going on. It is more important to describe a situation that is clear to all the players than one that is particularly novel or interesting. Two to three characters per scene is ideal. Everyone does not have to play in every scene. Can I ask a second question? Sure. Um, the two to three characters per scene, do they have to be like Grace and Rebecca, or can they be like Grace and Leo? You can, yeah, you can add whoever, and we can toss off who's playing what. Okay, so cool. I'm sure we will all have the opportunity to play Leonardo DiCaprio yes. in this moment. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so prepare <Hello>. yourselves. <laughs> if you need an idea for your scene, just pick someone you think it would be interesting for your character to talk to about what's going on, frame a scene with them, and see where it goes. Pick someone whose relationship with your character you understand so you know how to talk to them even if it's someone your character hates. If you still can't think of anything, ask for suggestions. The end. The end. I think there's a little bit about playing here. Not the end. Almost the end. Play and see what happens. Once a scene is set, start role playing. If you're in the scene, say what your character does, say what your character says, and say what your character thinks. Play and see what happens. Each player controls the fate of their characters unless the rules say otherwise. If you want to do something to another character, describe the action and the and your intended effect and the sorry. And the player controlling that character will decide <laughs> the outcome. I had to Kayla burp. Just made <laughs> Don't quite be the afraid. Gesture. <laughs> well, I had to burp. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Don't be afraid to let bad things happen to your character if it makes a good story. Never describe succeeding or failing at the challenge in a scene. We won't know if we win or lose until after all the scenes have been played. If someone makes it sound like we have already succeeded or failed at the challenge, we must also show how that is not the final outcome. Yeah. Now it's the end. That's good. Yeah. Kayla, what's your scene? Great. How are you going to spotlight Grace here? We open on Grace. Grace is 23 years old. She has short brown hair, which she is currently wearing in two French braids that go to her shoulders. Um, <laughs> she 
um, is wearing purple socks that have blue and green stripes on them that go up to her mid-calf um, and overalls and a white shirt. Um, she is visiting her cousin, Leonardo DiCaprio, on the set of his new film. Um, he didn't invite her to come, but she had begged her aunt to tell him that she really wanted to come because she had told all of her friends from, well, at this point she's graduated college, but she told all her friends from college that she was cousins with Leonardo DiCaprio and none of them ever believed her because she had no proof of it except for pictures with this small boy when she was young who they were like, obviously that's not Leonardo DiCaprio. He's hot now and that's just a child. Anyway, she was like, well, I guess I have to go and visit my cousin and take a picture with him. So what she decided to do to really get her friend's attention was walk into his trailer. His trailer was spacious and well-decorated, lots of furnishing. Um, she found his phone on, maybe not his phone, she found, what did they have back in the day? Can we pretend that oh, they right. have it's phones 1996. in 1996? Romeo and Juliet. Um, <laughs> I really, he could have a beeper. Yeah. Um, his fax machine. Okay. Um, she decided <laughs> that she would take his fax machine, write a letter <laughs> to all of her friends, and send it from his address, including a secret message that she had already decided what it was going to be, which was, Grace is here and send it to the fax machine. <laughs> Very secret message. I love it. Okay. She is indeed. Wait, now what do I do? Now I have to uh, make the scene. Make sure, yeah, make I the scene, scene, add some other, char uh, okay. other characters who, like, they don't need to be there immediately, but they can. you can say, oh, this person's going to come in. And do I point. speak from the first person now, or should I speak from the third Whatever person? Whatever feels more comfortable. I continue speaking from the third person because it's more fun. Grace opened the door of the trailer. She knew she was not supposed to be there because Leo, who had seen her for the first time in six years, looked at her and said, Oh, my cousin, right. Uh, um, just like stay in the corner of the room because, yeah, I really don't know what to do with you. And so Grace had like... She, she just felt it. it daggers in her chest. She was like, this is my, my cousin. He's tearing the limbs out of my body. He doesn't even remember who I am. Like, I have such deep love for him and he doesn't care about me whatsoever. So what does Grace do? But she swallows her pride. She looks down and she says, yes, of course, whatever. It's just such an honor to be here. But the second he walks off to go get his makeup done, she turns around, she makes sure that no one is watching, and she slips off. Little does she know that Rebecca is watching. But before she realizes that Rebecca's watching, she's already run off to Leo's trailer. She opens the door handle and it creaks and creaks and creaks for the longest time. And she's like, oh no, I'm going to be caught. I'm going to be caught. But I just, I need to prove to my friends that I'm here. And she slams open the door and she runs into the trailer and she gets over to the fax machine. And she realizes she doesn't know how to use a fax machine. So she's standing there. <laughs> What is a fax machine? What do I do with it? When all of a sudden, 
she hears that same door handle creaking. It goes on and on, and she's frozen in her foot. She doesn't know what to do. And so then she closes her eyes, and she makes a little wish. She's like, please, please, just be a ghost. Please be a ghost, ghost. If you're there, please be friends with me. And suddenly turns round, and who's there but Rebecca? Just like narrate what I've what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah, describe describe what Rebecca looks like, okay. and then just play the scene. Rebecca is 24 years old, so just a Ooh. little older than Grace. Um, Rebecca is blonde with blue eyes, very traditionally attractive, but also kind of boring looking. Um, she thinks that she's <laughs> the most beautiful person in the world, and thinks that she should be on the cover of magazines. Everyone else, it's just like, yeah, you're fine. (laughs) Uh, Rebecca likes to dress well for work because she wants to make a good impression. So she is wearing a light blue blouse with a dark blue blazer. Brings Um, out the eyes. Brings out the eyes. She knows how to dress herself. Um, And like nice jeans, not like ripped jeans, like good jeans. And heeled boots. Do I just say like what she's so, doing? Yeah, just just have the conversation. Okay. Wait, do I? Can I? I'm yeah, sorry, no, so you're fine. Questions. You're fine. Do I like say what I was doing before this happens, or do we just like sure. start talking? Sure. So say what you. Any information that you have about this story world, just put it out there. Like, sure, character secrets can be fun, but it's often mm-hmm. even better if we know that a character has a secret and you've told everybody that the character has a secret because it lets you play around with that. Okay. So what, whatever, whatever you're thinking about this story world that we're creating, just let us know. Just, just tell us about it. Okay. So Rebecca has done her research. She knows what every single member of Leonardo DiCaprio's family looks like. And the minute that she saw Grace walk on set, she knew exactly who she was. And she was determined to go to Grace and get some answers about Leo because she'd been trying to talk to him for weeks, hoping that maybe he'd ask her out and then tell his agent about her and then suddenly she'd be a big movie star. And so she saw Grace go into the trailer and followed her, hoping to introduce herself and get some answers. Uh, It's a family resemblance. They both do it. Well, um, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm I'm not sure who you are, and I'm not sure you know who I am. But I am, um, I am, um, I'm definitely supposed to be here. Leo asked me to come. It's okay. I know you're not supposed to be here. I'm Rebecca. Your name is Grace, and you're Leo's cousin. Um, please don't be alarmed. I just looked you up on Facebook. <laughs> what? <In> 1996. <laughs> I looked you up in the telephone book. <laughs> which I carry with me for this exact purpose. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Okay, well, um since you don't seem to be so terribly alarmed by my presence here, I'm wondering I don't know how to use the fax machine and I'd really like some help if you could come help me. Um are you allowed to be here? Um, well, I do work on this set, so technically I have access to these trailers, even though uh, Leo told me last week that he'd prefer if I uh, stayed the hell away from him. <gasps> no. I My know. cousin? My Leo? Rude. 
what was he doing? What were you doing? Were you hurting my Leo? No, I just was asking him if maybe like he could give me some acting tips. Tell me, introduce me to Sarah Jessica Parker, things like that. But he just wasn't interested. He's not even interested in introducing himself to me and I'm his cousin. So here we are. Yes, I crazy. Know You're 23. Um, there's <laughs> something coming out of the fax machine. Is that how fax machines work? Yeah. Grace takes the fax and looks at it. Her face becomes more and more contorted as she reads. Um... My aunt seems to have sent Leo a fax. It says that he ought to be careful because there are some people who are looking for him. What What could she mean? Are you entirely sure it's not about you? You are breaking into his trailer right now. Well, um... Never say never. I don't know. It could be about me. I don't know. I just... We used to be such close friends. We took baths together as children, naked, sitting in the tub, you know? Yeah, it's I just... know. <laughs> I know all about that. Those were the days. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe one day we'll have the good old Leo back. So, when you and Leo were kids, uh, what was his favorite movie? Um, also, what was his favorite food? And also, uh, what did he like to read before bedtime? Just curious, just wondering. His favorite food was fried plantains. Um, he liked to read... Um, ooh, wow, I cannot remember for the life of me the name of that book. But you know the one where it's like, Papa, will you give me the moon? And then the dad climbs up the ladder and goes and takes the moon from the sky and gives it to the little girl. That was his favorite. His second favorite was Hop on Pop by Dr. Seuss. Um, and he... I forget your third question. I was just so consumed by thinking about him in his cute little pajamas getting ready for bed. We it's used to sleep cute. in bunk beds when we visited my grandparents. And was he on he the top bunk or the bottom bunk? This is very important. <laughs> the top bunk always because I was scared that I was going to fall off. I slept walked as a child so everyone in my family was nervous that I would fall and break all my bones so they never allowed me in the top bunk. Yeah, I bet your Aunt Marge hated that. She hated it. Ugh, she was like, but my son doesn't deserve to be on the top bunk. He could fall off too. And I was like, come on Auntie Marge, please. Everyone like, knows that Leo is unbreakable. 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 He's alive, damn it. It's a so miracle. true. When does the scene end? So when you feel like you've established, so you have definitely have established that there is a rat. Um, and so, yeah, you can end it whenever you like. Yeah. Uh, but you should probably well, Rebecca. somehow lead into a next scene. Um, so Brett is going to have the, have the next scene. And we should probably introduce the cloning and the theft at some point. Okay. But do I have to introduce the cloning in the theft? You might not know about it, but Rebecca probably does, I think, at this point. So. Okay, cool. Um, you know, it was really nice to meet you. You seem really kind. Yeah, yeah, I think people would describe me as kind. Um, also, just out of curiosity, you and Leo are blood-related? 
We are, yes, blood related. Um, we are only, our, his his mom is my mom's sister. Yes, his um, mom. Yeah. Ju- Judith. No, Marge, Marge, my aunt Marge. Marge. Yes. Your aunt Marge. Of course. How my could aunt I have been Marge. so stupid? <laughs> well, no, no, you wouldn't know. It's my family. My family is very complicated. Oh, you're, I mean, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't know. How would I know all of the intimate details of your life? That'd be crazy. <laughs> Rebecca winks at Grace. <laughs> so, uh, so you are blood related to Leo. Um, just like, since we're friends now, I think we can say we're friends. Um, we're definitely friends. Thank you for being so nice. Yeah, to me, of course. No, you're beautiful. Totally I'm gonna take some of your hair. <laughs> just because we're friends, and I'm gonna um. Wait. I'm gonna. Can put I um. Ask you like a kind of weird question. Yeah, of course. We're friends. So. I recently read this article um, in this newspaper and it was about this thing like where they cloned these sheeps and they used the hair to do it. Um, crazy. <laughs> no, I yeah. can't say it. I can't say it. It's no, say it. Say it, girl. Can you clone Leo? Can I have the real Leo back? I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I've been working on some technology to be able to do exactly that, but I am going to need to test it, which is why I keep asking for your hair. I wasn't really going to put it in a locket because that would be terrifying. I was going to, you know, test it, see if I could make a clone of you. You share some of his DNA, but... No way. Yeah. Yes way. That's crazy. You can have your very own Leo, but I'm going to need a couple of things from you. Okay, I think we can do it. I think we can do it too. They shook hands and the scene fades to black. Yeah, very good. Cool. All right, so now we get to do another scene and this scene is going to center on Brett, I believe. Wonderful, wonderful Brett. Brett sounds like a douchebag. Oh yeah. 100%. I excel at playing douchebags. Close to the best. Okay. So, Rebecca just brought Grace in on the plan. And I think they also realize, just to like speed through, I think we have a moment where they realize that there's no hair in his brush. In fact, there's not a single hairbrush in all of Leo's cap is terrible so i think we're going to have a scene um between the the main conspirators uh who are probably brett rebecca and tabitha they're they're the people who came up with this and they're the ones who are gonna put it through god damn it and the only thing is that there's a rat we know there's a rat, and we have to work towards figuring out who this rat is. And we know that we got a text from... Facts. A fax. A fax. In fact. A fax, in fact. From Leo's uh, mother, Auntie Marge. And actually, I'm going to change the people in the scene then. So we got a fax from Leo's mother, Auntie Marge. And I think Brett and Lucy are going to play, uh, pay Auntie Marge a visit to figure out where she got the information from. And just remember that this scene cannot end with a definite answer Mm -hmm. to whether we figure out who the rat is. Um, That has to be the next scene. 
or will that the next scene won't end on a direct answer it'll end on like a point where it can go one way or the other but this will get us closer to figuring out the rat who the rat is so we're gonna have brett and lucy in the scene and we're gonna go talk to auntie marge who is going to be played by kayla i guess if kayla's all right with that all right beautiful so we drive up in uh toyota oh, what's it called it's a really <laughs> what Toyota Camry. Camry. No, I'm thinking of the really boxy Corolla. sedan that's trying to look, that's desperately trying to look like a sports car, but is all hard lines because I love cars that are all hard lines. Anyway, so it's a black Toyota. I think it's like a T something or other. And we have Brett uh, in the passenger seat. And Brett has all these files out in front of him and is looking and he's basically looking at the security um, systems around the Romeo and Juliet set and and the timetables that they've constructed on Leo's day-to-day activities and figuring out the best time to steal from it um, Brett his an older man Brett is probably around early 40s we, we could say um, he's already lost all his hair it's unfortunate and he doesn't even have the wherewithal to shave off the little patches that are on the side it's, it's really there's just like two of uh, two patches of hair in front of his ears and then just shiny 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 with a couple of red spots because he doesn't wear sunscreen up there as much and he is wearing 90s 90s he's wearing his old leatherman jack or not leatherman Letterman. Letterman, not Letterman. Letterman jacket uh, from when he was the long snapper in football uh, a long time ago. And what? What the fuck is a long snapper? <laughs> so, a long snapper? so long snapper is a fantastic thing that is in football. So, you know, so do you know like when the they punt the ball in football? So when they kick it? Yeah, so that's one that that's that's one of the times where they kick it, uh, and for and so before they kick it, they have to the person who starts with the ball has to throw it back fairly far to the per, to the kicker to the punter, mm-hmm. and so in football there's often one player on an NFL team or a normal team who's very very specialized in that they have one job on the field. And it's to take the and it's to on punts, which is a scenario that happens once every like twelve <laughs> plays, and even less on a really good team. And so a long snap, and so the long snapper's job is to basically throw the ball between his legs to the punter further than a normal snapper would put it. And he's less bad at everything else. So it's just a really specific position that's not doesn't you don't necessarily in high school need to be all that athletic to do. Poor Brett. So Brett was a long snapper <laughs> and still wears his le- leather letterman jacket, <laughs> not his really leatherman jacket. <laughs> the slender man jacket. Yep. And under that he's got um, khaki pants and Kayla stopped moving the microphone. <laughs> Sorry. Put it down, you. <laughs> Put it down. Uh, so he's wearing khaki pants, and 
Yeah, and so he's in the seat looking at those files. Tell us a little bit about Lucy. Lucy um, has been in juvie for the past four years, but um, upon her 18th birthday, got out and immediately started planning how she was going to continue her life as a criminal. Um, Lucy has purple hair, an act of teenage rebellion before she got into juvie. Um, she's pretty short, which makes her angrier for a couple reasons. Um, she doesn't like when people look down on her and she's closer to hell. Um, <laughs> Lucy likes to wear all black, another part of her persona, and is as such currently wearing a black t-shirt, a leather jacket, black pants, and combat boots with steel toes. Um, Lucy, for the past couple of years, has been pickpocketing, or couple of year, year, has been pickpocketing, um, and stealing purses from old ladies, but she's ready to graduate to the big leagues, which is why she's here with Brett. All right. And so we're just driving through a calm, tepid neighborhood of suburbia. I don't... And I don't know exactly where this is, and I don't think our audience needs to know either. So let's drive. Brett's leafing from one page to the other. And. Uh, Lucy. Yeah. Lucy, did we just drive by it? That looks like the right house. They all look the same. How am I supposed to tell? Well, you see, there are numbers. There's a numbering system that will let you know which house we're supposed to turn into. And you seem to be so obsessed with going as fast as you possibly can and scaring the bejeevers out of an old man such as myself that you missed the house that we were supposed to go to to talk to sweet Leo's mother. Oh, my God. You're so old. Fine. I'll turn around. Let me just... um Lucy pulls a very violent U-turn in the middle of the street, um, scaring an old couple who are walking their dog. Are you happy? I think I just peed a little. (laughs) Yeah, you probably did. There's napkins in the back. All right, let's pull in. Lucy pulls into the driveway, very violently hits the brakes, and gets out of the car without unbuckling because she hasn't been wearing a seatbelt the whole time. Oh, Jesus Christ. And Brett hurriedly moves the papers away and opens the door and walks out behind her as she makes a beeline for the front door. Now, now, now Lucy, I know, you, I know you struggle to show respect to elders very often, but you really, we really need to, you know, calm down. We need, to, we need to figure out who's putting in a hole in this plan or we won't be able to get Sweet Leo's hair. Fine, I'm only going along with this because I want to, though. Not because I care about what you have to say. Works fine for me. All right. Knocks on the door. Hello? Who's there? Hi, Mrs. DiCaprio. We're from uh, the local newspaper, and we just wanted to interview you about your 
son, Leo. Oh, how darling. I love my son. I would love to invite you in. Would you like a glass of lemonade? I have a couple of sugar cookies that I made this morning. They're still fresh from the oven. I would love some lemonade. Lucy looks at Brett to confirm that her persona is working. Brett gives a, a, a thumbs up. Yes, yes. Well, let us in, please. Oh, darlings. Oh, you are... I mean... Darling and mister, I see you are an adult. It's fine. Um, that's fine. I, you work for the newspapers? Uh, yeah, yes, we are both reporters. Wow, how spectacular. Is this for a school project, little missy? No, uh, I'm, an, I'm an intern. Um, before this, I was in the Girl Scouts, and I love walking dogs and helping old people. <gasps> how marvelous. Well, I'm just so gosh darn happy to have you here. I haven't seen my son in a couple months, and I just... Oh, I miss his cute little cheeks. How adorable he is oh, you would be so nice with him you sweet thing wow uh, I'm flattered <laughs> come in come in what you about me mm. <laughs> darling <laughs> no ooh she got you I, but I, I was only joking why <laughs> 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 don't you come in and I'll give you some lemonade Fred is crying a little bit <laughs> That would be delightful, Mrs. Leo's mom. Tell us about this lemonade. Marge leads them into the sunroom and sits them down. It's quite an old sunroom. The house has been in the family for generations. She, um, Marge, is very proud of this house and dusts every part of it every day. She wakes up in the morning and dusts the entire house from start to finish because she has nothing else to do and that gives her a sense of duty. The other thing she does, she dusts the first floor she walks to the kitchen which is on the first floor she puts a batch of sugar cookies in the oven and then she goes and dusts the second floor once she returns from dusting the second floor she removes her sugar cookies from the oven she takes some lemons from the counter she squeezes lemons and every day she sits there and those sugar cookies go to waste so to have these visitors over wow what a delight. She was so terribly excited to be able to share her creations. She'd been perfecting her lemonade and sugar cookie recipe for decades. And now, finally, I mean, she had been giving it to Leo's friends his whole childhood. So there was a period of about 18 years where she really got to demonstrate her talents. But it's just been so long. And now, wow, some youths and an adult, a youth and an adult to share her sugar cookies and lemonade with. How radically exciting. Brett is sitting very uncomfortable. He just has the edge of his butt on the chair and is just (gasps) very delicately eating one of the sugar cookies. Honey, (laughs) you look uncomfortable. Do you want to just sit down, stay for a while? Lucy has put her feet up on the coffee table and has eaten at least five cookies Look, by now. this young lady. Oh, Lucy, was it? You said it was Lucy. Um, she's made herself quite at home. Yeah, Brett. Make yourself at home. Uh, oh, okay. And, and Brett moves his butt a couple more centimeters onto the chair and grips the sugar cookie with a little more force but doesn't eat it at any of at any faster rate so uh 
Mrs. DiCaprio, or, or if I could call you Marge, we were just wondering about Leo's experience on this new set that he's he's in a wonderful production with a very good director, and it's always good to see our up-and-coming actors doing something of a more classical nature. Mm. And we were just wondering if you have any news about how he's been treated on set, uh, if he's had a good time, if he's been seeing anybody recently. Oh, my darling, it pains me to think about how Leo might be... I shouldn't say. I just... I think that he... His cousin went and visited him recently. So exciting. I think she's there now. Little Gracie. I haven't seen her in so long. She's adorable. And now she's going to visit him. And I just... Her mother told me that she... I don't know. Well, you know, I think it's all fine. Leo seems very happy on the set. Oh my God, Marge, cut to the ch- I mean, could you please tell us more about how Leo's doing? We're very curious. Our readers would love to know. Well, I just, I, there just aren't enough fried plantains on set mm. for him. It's just, I gave them to him every day as a child. He had his sugar cookies, his lemonade, and his fried plantains. Wow. Do you have any fried plantains now? I love fried plantains. I only make them for Leo, darling. Yeah, Brett, stop being so stupid. I mean, no, she doesn't have them. I'm so sorry. I wish I that's, could help. That's okay. I, I, I completely understand. That's very understandable having a, a, a son like yours. Anything for Leo. Yeah. Uh, but... We heard that there were some unfortunate things going on on set. <gasps> rumors. No. It can't be true. Yeah, we heard from um, Claire Dane's dog walker earlier today that, you know, there's been some, some stirrings afoot. You talked to Joseph. Oh, how's he doing? He's, he's doing quite well, um... Well, Claire Dane has a corgi now, so... My Leo told me recently that he was in hair and makeup and someone tried to put a brush to his head. Is no one can put a brush to my son's head. His hair is impeccable. It's perfect. My entire life I've been telling Wait. him, oh, baby, Leo, honey, darling, don't let anyone touch your hair. It's perfect and it's your most important asset. Wait, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't brush his hair. <laughs> do you brush your hair? Uh, yeah, you do. I can tell. Um, it's just, you know. Well, normally that wouldn't insult me. But, uh, <laughs> in this instance, that kind of, that hurt. With locks like his, it's just, they need to come as they are. So you're telling me that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio has never put a hairbrush to his head. <laughs> Darling. Oh boy! Of course not. Interesting. D did we think the brushing was a, a an assault on Leo's hair? Was it was it an intentional action? Well, it's w not like everyone on set doesn't already know that he never brushes his hair. 
So it must have been. But my my Leo must be safe if he's not safe, you know. Whew, I don't think I could sleep at night. Okay. Thank you uh, for the, the, the information. We, we will certainly run a great story. Oh, Brett. Uh, I'm just so glad you and Lucy were here and could eat my cookies. They were delicious cookies, weren't they? Oh, yeah. They were great. Um, really similar to the ones that I had in the Girl Scouts when I was in the Girl Scouts and not Juvie. Ha ha ha. You're so funny, darling. So cute. All right. And I think that Brett and Lucy leave. And we cut away to them driving back. I'm trying to think how where the rat gets in here. Well, I think whoever... If everyone on set knows that Leo doesn't brush his hair, Rebecca knows that Leo doesn't brush his hair. Yeah. Mm. Oh, somebody, somebody was trying to get in early. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. The plot fuckings. The plot fuckings. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just realized that that's the not a normal thing to say. That's <laughs> something my friends say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the All plot right. fuckings set the record gay. Things like that. <laughs> anyway. Well, yeah, to you. You get to set a scene. I set a scene? Yeah. With Rebecca. Okay. Hmm. I think Rebecca is outside of the mansion where they are shooting the party scene in Romeo and Juliet. Um, She is getting ready to talk to Henry because she's heard that um, security has had a lot to do of late with a couple of attempted break-ins and she's pretty curious as to what it could be about. she has brought Tibby with her for backup because she looks up to Tibby. And, she, I don't know, she's ready to talk to Henry about what's been going on. All right, sounds good. Okay. Um, Kaylee, do you want to describe Tibby quick? I don't think we've seen her yet. Tibby is a high school drama teacher. Um, she is about to retire. She has three years left, um, until she can finally retire. She never wants to retire, but all of the people who work with her, namely the students, um, have been hoping that she would retire for the past 15 years because she just wants to prove that she is the best in the entire business. Um, and she very clearly is not, although she definitely doesn't know that, um, she loves to wear flowy clothing um, with leggings, so like flo- flowy tops. Um, they usually cover her butt, but sometimes they don't, and everyone is unhappy when they don't. <laughs> um, she wears boots, and almost all of her articles of clothing, except for her boots, which are brown and leather, um, are tie-dyed. So she wears like tie-dyed leggings and then like flowy tie-dyed shirts she's a lot henry is a a white police officer swarthy would be the best adjective to describe him uh he's probably 30 looks older than that and 
yeah, really not much, really not much to say. He's wearing a police uniform and probably will be all the time and just kind of looks like a little bored and a little and feeling a little rambunctious all the time. Ready for some action that never happens. Uh, Rebecca walks out of the set and makes her way towards Henry. She doesn't want it to appear that she is going to talk to him, so she stops by the craft table, craft food. Is that what they call it? Where they have all the the food? I have no idea. She stops by the food table. (laughs) Yeah. Grabs um, two donuts, hoping to butter Henry up, and uh, makes her way towards him. Um and stands a couple of feet away from him and pulls and hands him the donut and turns away so as not to be overheard. Hey, uh, uh, Henry, I've heard there's there's been some things going on on set. I've heard some attempted break-ins. Do you know anything about that? Thanks for the donut. <laughs> oh, of course, Henry. I, always, I remember they're your favorite. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I did. Yeah, it sounds like a couple people have been trying to break in to um, Leo's uh, makeup studio and also into his trailer once or twice. Uh, the lock was broken. Do, do you know anything about that? Oh, well. Was that you? No, sh- surely I, I don't know anything about who could have broken into the trailer, but... um. As far as the hair and makeup studio goes, Henry, you have to be more on top of these things. The, you know that we can't have anyone from the outside coming in and ruining our scheme. Are you sure it was somebody from the outside? Well, I mean, who else could it have been? Well, I was. I assumed this crew was airtight. Well, you've brought a lot of people in with a lot of different motivations. And you, you are the ringleader, but know that there are people who might try to get that score out before you do. None of them would dare disobey me. And if they did, they know what's coming to them. But I think that you should keep a closer eye on Leo from now on. Um, I already keep a very close eye on him. He's quite enchanting to watch. I think we all know that. We've all seen his face, Henry. I'm not stupid. I know how handsome he is. Tibby, what do you think? I think, she said, with very lethargic motions, everything she did was dramatic. Oh my I think. (laughs) I know this woman. (laughs) That likely someone has been stealing our information and spreading it to the wide world. I think Leonardo DiCaprio, the love of your life, and the man who will never be as good as I, Tabitha, the drama teacher. (laughs) I think Leo himself might have an inkling about what is going on in our fellowship crew. Please, he's beautiful, but he's not that smart. I heard his fax machine has been spreading rumors. 
I heard that too. Um, I was actually there when the fax was delivered. Um, no. Yes. You were? So you were the one to break in. Look, I didn't break in. My new friend Grace broke in, okay? But it's all cool. I brought her in on the scheme, and, you know, I think she's going to be a really good addition to the team. She knows Leo really well. She knows tips and tricks about how to potentially manipulate him. Anyway, I saw the facts, and it was a warning from his mom saying that she'd heard that some people were attempting something. But, you know, I kind of, I assumed it was just a rabid fan, something along those lines. I never never thought that it could be one of our own wait I I see someone and he puts his hand up to his um, walkie-talkie earphone there's somebody breaking into Leo's makeup studio at this moment they tripped an alarm we should go see who they are. And now we get to the resolution mechanic. Booze, we get to find out who it is. Or we don't. Ugh. So we can either succeed or fail in this challenge. <laughs> Wait, how do we determine if we succeed or fail? Well, I was just getting to that, Kayla. Thank you for asking. <laughs> of course, don't worry. <laughs> so finish the challenge. After every player has made one scene for the challenge, we see if the fellowship succeeded or failed. If this is the third challenge, follow the second set of instructions. We're not doing that. We'll draw stones to determine the outcome and then narrate the results. Sometimes the outcome will surprise us, but even when it's not what we wanted or expected, it's our job to explain it. Interpreting those unexpected results can push our story in exciting new directions we wouldn't have thought of on our own. And even if failing the first or second challenge sounds like it would give us no way to continue, it's also our job to explain how we find a way to push forward and work around our setback in the next challenge. We are never truly defeated or victorious until the third challenge. Is Kayla going to pee? Yes, okay. Let the record show that Kayla is going to go pee. (laughs) Yark. So... Um, this is the, the challenge, find the rat. And so what we're going to do is we have our pool, which is a beautiful purple solo cup. And we're going to start with no stones in the pool. We're going to add one white, which in this case is blue, and then one red. And then each player is going to take two red stones. And just put them in your hand for now. Thank you. All right. So if your main character is unhappy about the path the fellowship has taken, hold one red stone. If your main character actually wants the quest to fail, hold two red stones. Otherwise, hold no stones. All right, so just put just put a, whatever number of stones you think into one of your hands. Wait, when you mean quest? The, the overall arc. So what? So of the things we've done so far, yeah. is your main character. So in your case, Grace, yeah. or Rebecca, or in my case, Brett. If you if that character actively wants the quest to fail, you hold two red. Okay. If that character is unhappy about what's happened so then far, you hold, you hold one. Otherwise, you hold none. Cool. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one. All right. So. Rebecca has one stone, so we add it to our pool. Um, Kayla and I both held no stones. Um, now, at this point, 
Um, each player is going to take one blue stone and one red stone. All right. So as a player, do you think the fellowship did what was necessary to succeed at the challenge? Hold white if yes, red if no. So as a player, so, so like what does Kayla, Kayla think? What does Malia think? What does Tucker think? We did. If we did enough to figure out who the rat is. Yeah. Did we do enough? Everybody ready? Three, two, one. All red. That's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to go poorly. All right. So now we're going to draw two stones, one at a time, though, because the order does matter. So They're both going to be red, though. There's only one blue one. There's only one blue one. You never know. You don't know. So, Malia, first. I can't actually get a grip on this <laughs> We got oh the the first <gasps> one is blue, so that means <laughs> so the other one's like red. red. So I'll pull out the other five, which are all red. <laughs> nice. That's pretty cool. So probability. Uh, Fuck. Where is here? here? We go. White stone and then red stone. We lose one character and we lose the challenge. So it's actually the worst possible outcome. Don't well, actually, no, you can get betrayed. If you get too red, you, there's a betrayal, an active betrayal. Okay. So we don't catch the person. And so someone dies or And someone leaves. is lost somehow. Okay. I'm willing to sacrifice Henry if we feel, yep. if we feel ready to take on that emotional burden. <laughs> is there anybody else we, we, that we would put up for uh, wait, being lost? Does it, can it be a side character? Yeah, because yeah, it can be a side, side character. character. I would mm -hmm. sacrifice Tabitha. No. <laughs> I like Tabitha a lot. I like Tabitha a lot. I also like Lucy. I think, like, in, in terms of, like, purely, from a purely selfish standpoint, Henry is the least interesting character. But how do we lose him? Rest in peace. He dies? <laughs> no. Wait, Murder. I that's what that meant. Murder. <laughs> Murder most Wait, because we lose the challenge and we lose a character, right? right? The character, but the, the character is lost from the fellowship. That doesn't, so that no, can I be know, read in any way. But the way that the scene trajectory was going, it seemed that Henry was going to try to find out who had set mm -hmm. the trap. Yeah. So I feel like... He walks into it. He walks into the trap that the person had and set. Murdered? And gets murdered? Well, it doesn't get murdered, but maybe gets swayed from the cause. But also, like, low key, high key, yes. You want him to be 100% murdered. <laughs> Kayla. What? How about you describe the murder in the makeup studio of, of Henry the Cop? Henry the Cop. Had never frequented the makeup studio, really. I mean, he had frequented the whole premises, but he had avoided the makeup studio because he was allergic to the um, alcohol solution that they used to clean the makeup because they have to sanitize the makeup. I don't know if you know this, but in between all of um, the times that actors use makeup, someone has to actually um, clean all of the makeup so that it is sanitized. I know because I've done it in the costume shop many a time. Anyway... Henry walks in. He's allergic to this solution, mind you, and he sees a figure standing there. He can't quite make out who the figure is, and Lucy and Tabitha 
are far behind him because they had gotten caught up because they had seen Leonardo DiCaprio from a distance and were starstruck. So Henry had decided to continue the journey on his own. He walked to the makeup studio. He saw this figure. This figure knew who he was, although he couldn't tell who the figure was. What happened... What do I do? I take my hand away? Okay. Um, What happened was the man or person or woman who was standing there, again, it was hard for Henry to tell, took the spray gun that was used to sanitize all the makeup and sprayed it all over Henry's face. It was a painful, painful death, but he was gone. Wow. Ouch. (laughs) Holy shit. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Again, that was A Game of Follow, which was written by Ben Robbins. You can find it and all his other work at lamemage.com. And if you like the show, you should go ahead and leave a rating or review on iTunes. You can find me at Twitter at scene underscore play. I theoretically have a Facebook, and the best way to get in contact with me is to email me at sceneplaypod at gmail.com. And now, Malia has a poem for you. The time of birds died sometime between when Robert Kennedy Jr. disappeared and the Berlin Wall came down. Hope was pro forma then. We'd begun to talk about shelf life. Parents thought they'd gotten somewhere. I can't tell you what to make of this now without also saying that when I was 19 and read in a poem that the pure products of America go crazy, I felt betrayed. My father told me not to whistle because I was a girl. He gave me my first knife and said to keep it in my right hand and to keep my right hand in my right pocket when I walked at night. He showed me the proper kind of fist and the sweet spot on the jaw to leverage my shorter height and uppercut someone down. There were probably birds on the long walk home, but I don't remember them, because pastoral is not meant for someone with a fist in each pocket, waiting for a reason. We may no longer consider the end. Ruth Ellen Kosher